Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that is encased in a solid block of ice. I'm Alex. When you cook an uncle, make sure you spice and marinate him correctly. Maybe some cardamom. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Chapter 64, The Ice Storm, based on the classic movie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Following the plot, beat for beat. Very excited about that. There wasn't even much ice in this episode. (laughs) No, there wasn't. There was some ice on Pops. Just a little ice on the sign. No, come on. There was was no other. Wait, are you like some sort of weird ice defender? No, What's I'm just saying here? that like they couldn't order Chinese food. You know, <laughs> such like a there's... small, such a small part of the show. There was it was throughout the show, motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, there was that whole thread where everybody tried to order Chinese food. Yes, I know, and I can't They're believe. Like, What's going on? Yeah. And Honestly, then, at the end of the episode, the great beat was when they're like, "Oh, there's no Chinese restaurant in Riverdale. There never no, has there never was. been. It closed 16 years ago." Because they had a grease fire, and they were sort of <laughs> tell like them large marks that you. Yeah, yeah, there were a bunch of rats in the back. And it was like closed down for health. A violations. lot of MSG, and that sort of fell out of fashion. Yes. Uh, uh, but anyways, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving happy to you. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm very excited about this episode. I am tingling all over in anticipation wow. talking about it. Wow. It does seem like Justin and I had a little bit of a disagreement. I think about we disagree this. because this episode. I mean, I think Cheryl and Tony are fully migrating to another show. They are in a different show. They're like almost on Sabrina at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I no, it's weird. No, it's like, great. I don't know how they're going. They can come back from this. Yeah, they'll just come back. Yeah, yeah but fine. that's not how that's, it normally works. That's, that's what. Have what you not been watching about? Riverdale for the past four? Yeah. Seasons? I have been watching. As Archie said, "Welcome to Riverdale. This shit is insane." Yeah, that doesn't make it mean Here's it's normal. Thing. I could yep. say, welcome to my life all the time, and you'd be like, shut up. <laughs> Here, here's like, what I'd say. We're very much jumping ahead here. Uh, and yes, we're going to get into the recap ahead. for a second. But the thing that worked for me for the first time in a really long time about the Cheryl Tony storyline is they're on the same page in this yes. craziness. It's not Cheryl being like, and then yeah. <laughs> my head Yo. fell off and rolled down the hallway. And Tony's like, oh boy, here we go again. Yeah, yeah but they went the wrong way. They're fine. It was supposed to be Cheryl was supposed to come back and be like, Tony, you're right. I've been crazy. And Instead, Tony's like, I'll just join you in Crazy Town. Yeah, that's yes. what you do for love. Welcome, we live here now. That's not, yeah. it doesn't, no, you help the person. Was, if I was, was banging sweet. my head against the wall, yep. you would, I would hope you would be like, hey, stop doing that. Or no, I'd be like, you know, oh, would, hey, Justin, you're right. Can I just say, Crack. can I yeah. interrupt before we get too deep into this? Bird Box is now on Netflix. Oh, great. <laughs> oh my God. No, Check it out. It, it always has been. I hate to tell you. <laughs> it's always been it's there always, for the past 16 years. <laughs> before the internet started, Bird Box existed there, and then someone started the internet, and they were like, what the fuck is this weird? I'll tell you honestly, I think like the fact that they were being sweet and nice to each other won me over oh, a little bit. All of the sweet you, you've drank and you've drunk the jingle jangle, my <laughs> friend. You're in too deep. Someone, ha- I'm Dude, the Tony, and you just you're Cheryl. You just got Cheryl. Here's, here's me. And I'm Tony. Me at the it beginning of the episode. At the beginning of the episode, I was like. Oh, this better be this better be the phallus episode we were promised, and then it happened in the entire episode. I was like phallus, 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 I mean, and I think that coasted me through the entire way. I was just I mean, so happy. He was stuff, so happy when I saw so him. So happy. He Pete asked me, he was like, "How's your day doing?" And I was like, "My family's doing great. Phallus, phallus is right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My uh, children are rich." He was floating you, down the street, going, "Phallus, phallus." You make your children wear phallus masks, right? Yeah, I do. One of them's FP, and one of them's Alice. Not going to say which is which. Oh, oh cool. my god, weird. They switch. It is. That's a pretty fucked up thing. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. I said that. Yeah, I you've agree said a lot of it. fucked up things about your kids. I have, yeah. but children uh, don't listen to these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, children would never hear this. Yeah, and years from now when. We're we're dead and gone. I hope <laughs> this is the only record that the future generations have is listening back to thousands of hours of us saying this very nonsense. 
sentence. Yeah. Uh, oh, my dad, he used to recap Riverdale on a podcast. <laughs> if you want my dad's legacy, yes, he was a great man. He <laughs> dove deep on every episode of Riverdale. Yeah. The uh, deepest takes. When I looked he up, was, he was say, on board with the Cheryl stuff. <laughs> some people say he was never right after that. Yeah. Let's get into the recap because there's a oh lot of things God. you need to know going into this episode. So we'll start with Cheryl and Tony. We touched on this a little bit. They are living in Thistle House with the corpse of Cheryl's brother, <laughs> Jason Blossom, who she is talking to, and also a evil haunted doll named Julian. Oh. Who gets a fucking plate at the dinner table. He's yep. got to eat. Doll's yeah, gotta he's got to eat. eat meat Why pie. is the doll like... Everywhere, what the fuck? That's what I'm saying. Why is everyone fine? Why is Tony <laughs> suddenly accepting all this stuff? Yeah, they were making out in front of the doll like it wasn't there. I That's mean, normal to make out in front of something <laughs> that's not there. A, a doll. The doll is seemingly haunted by the spirit of Julian, who is the brother that Cheryl ate at the womb. Can we please get back on track <laughs> yes, here? I, so, I, sorry for di- diverting into insanity. Let's yes. get back to the um, in-womb meal uh, cannibalism. Oh, uh, Cheryl and Tony also uh, got in a little bit of a kerfuffle last episode when uh, her uncle Bedford found out about the cur- corpse and said, you know what? You're crazy. I'm going to sell your maple syrup business, and I'm going to tell everybody you're going to be committed to an insane asylum. Attack Cheryl, and Tony ended up striking him and killing him, leaving behind his uh, spouse and Cricket, and of course their child, whose name is Cousin Fester. I That's believe no, so weird. Which we found out, I believe, this episode. This episode, I believe. Yes, and that to me, we'll get back to this later. Points I why I am okay with the storyline because it strikes me as very Adams Family. So, so, what are you talking about? I'm defending What does it. that mean? What is that? It's like the Adams family. This is not an excuse. If, like, if, <laughs> if I walked into your home and, and they're spooky, it's Cheryl and Tony. Oh, that's pretty go. good. Yeah. yeah, this is what I'm talking about. If I, if this I, is at the re, we're still in the recap part. I know. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I'm so sorry to interrupt. If I walked into. You won't let me do this. Well, but that's the difference between you and I. <laughs> if I walked into our podcast studio and you there was a severed hand over there and I. <laughs> And I was like, what's up with that? And you were like, it's that Adam's family. That wouldn't solve the issue. It wouldn't be like, oh, okay. Oh, it's like Adam's family. Oh, cool. That's cool. Then yeah. let, let's leave the severed hand here. Maybe we should talk to it and let it dance around on our bodies. Is this about the severed head that's in our podcast uh, Yes, studio? and I'll, I brought it up in the coolest way I possibly could. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so that's Cheryl and Tony. Lots of stuff going on with him. Uh, let's move on. Pete, by the way, just died of a heart attack. Yeah. So we'll talk to this is, No, this is fine. This is like Adam's family. It's like Adam's family. He's fine. Put a, put a light bulb in his mouth. It's, he's, I he's legitimately have never seen oh Pete turn God. this red before. No, his oh. face matches Are you his okay, shirt. Pete? That was Did the funniest you... shit ever. <laughs> He just said, oh, it's like Adam's family. Yeah, I'm glad you're having a good time. Uh, let's move on to talk about Archie Andrews. Archie Andrews owns a community center, which is also a boxing, boxing gym, which is an arcade. He is tangled with a dude named Dodger who works out of Sketch Alley's arcade, uh, mm. recruiting youth uh, by paying them with pizza. And, uh, <laughs> and tokens. Don't forget the fucking yeah, tokens. There are a lot tokens, of tokens for video games. Uh, he's not a very nice guy. Archie is a nice guy. Tried to help out the youth in the neighborhood along with uh, his friend uh, Monroe, uh, formerly known as Mad Dog. They discovered at the end of the last episode that Dodger had been beat up nearly to death and left in the alley, sketch alley, near the community center, uh, and they don't know exactly who did it. We certainly believe it might be Hiram Lodge, Mm. but we're not 100% sure. Oh, we're 100% sure. Uh, Well, hold on. Uh, The other thing that you should probably know about on a slightly more serious note is that the actor Luke Perry passed away earlier this year in March. They dealt with it at the beginning of the season uh, by killing off the character of Fred Andrews in a very heartfelt, very emotional season premiere, which led to Archie swearing that he would be better, that he would do better, that he would honor Fred's memory, and the community center was part of that, which is a lot of what we loop back to this episode. Also, his mother, Mary Andrews, has come to live with him and stay with him uh, in the absence of Fred. Now, Archie's girlfriend, Veronica, meanwhile, is dealing with a lot of stuff, including the aforementioned Hiram Lodge, who has decided that he is running for mayor. We'll get back to that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Very good job. Yes. <laughs> Very good job, Hiram. Good job, Hiram. Uh, Hermione Lodge, her mother was also in prison but got out. She is back together with Hiram, and they have a new surprise half-sister named Hermosa, who is currently living in Riverdale. And, and Miami. And She's Miami. commuting to run clubs in Miami. Yes, and uh, the Lodge family's real passion is rum. Yeah. Yes, they do love rum, and they're going to make some more rum. 
Exactly. So that's what's going on with the Lodges. Veronica, not very happy about this. Let's move on and talk about Betty. Uh, Betty is dating Jughead. That's basically all you need to know this episode. Nothing else happens. I will say, I I think we should recap it because I have some ideas. Ooh, Um, okay. Her brother, Charles. Yeah, uh, sure. No, it's fine. You can jump in. No one. Alex recaps. I do, I do. We tell the future. Uh, Alex tells the past. So she has a half-brother named Charles who is in the FBI. It was revealed at the end of the last episode that he is working with Chick, the true hero of Riverdale, to somehow save Riverdale. Don't slip that in. We're not 100% sure. That's not a part of the recap, you asshole. To save Riverdale, yes. There are so many chick Easter eggs in this episode that we're we'll oh, definitely in oh touch on. Yeah. That is bullshit. Uh, Don't add bullshit to the recap. They are in love with each other. They are working to trick Betty and other members of the family. Somehow we're not 100% sure how. There's also been some mysterious videotapes that have been dropped at doorways. Doesn't sound like a hero thing to me. That doesn't video it's not necessarily connect it. Running uh, a video camera is a But we don't necessarily touch on the Betty storyline this episode. We do, however, touch on Jughead's storyline. Jughead has been attending an elite school called Stonewall Prep, along with a bunch of other students. He's been in an elite writing salon. Uh, the other students are Brett Weston, Wallace, Dada Sweet, Joan, and another guy, Jonathan. Uh, nice. And uh, they all witnessed the previous episode. Their teacher, Mr. Chipping, jumped headfirst out the window and killed himself mm-hmm. for some unknown reason. It seemed like he was being compelled or something like that. We weren't quite sure. There was a Part of it, we suspected, and Jughead suspected, had something to do with the Baxter Brothers books, which is a series of Hardy Boys-esque novels uh, that uh, Jughead was a fan of when he was a kid. He discovered that his grandfather may have written the first Baxter Brothers novel, and it seems like Mr. DuPont, who has now taken over the writing salon uh, and is a major donor of Stonewall Prep, may have either plagiarized or put his name on the book or something like that so he could go on and get the Baxter Brothers fortune. Again, we're kind of skirting along a lot of the stuff here, but that's certainly what everybody has surmised at this point. The other thing that you should probably know about is F.P. and Alice. Yeah, they F. Palace. F. Palace. Uh, F.P. is the sheriff of town. Alice is a crack news person or news person on crack. Not 100% sure about <laughs> that. Uh, they have been in love since they have been in high school, but they've never managed to work it out. They even had a kid together who's the aforementioned Charles, uh, but they keep missing each other. They keep ending up in relationships or things happening to them. Married finally, to a serial killer or a criminal. Yeah, you know, as one does. Leading your gang. And they're finally living together under one roof in the Cooper, Cooper Jones house. Uh, but... We have never seen them kiss on screen. We've never seen them act couply on screen necessarily. There's been a scene here and there, but this is it. This is the F Palace episode, folks. And I think that's the place we should start yeah. and end. Oh, because that's going to take a full hour just to oh, like unpack all of this. Yeah, you're going to act it out, right? Uh, well, I, am, like I am freaking out, guys. Yes. In a real creepy it's, way. Do you want to talk about it first or last? How do you want to? No, 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 let's no, talk well, about let's, it. Let's go up. Uh, we, let's dive into the episode. Yeah, let's we'll have get it. To, it's a little treat for you in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh just uh, uh, keep breathing normally, as you always do. <laughs> and we can always stop and take a break um, when we hit a chick Easter egg. Uh, <laughs> right, that sounds of, good. Like uh, a little detour? Yeah, exactly. There isn't one. There, huh? Let's go. There's in one, Let's go. There's many. Well, we start the episode with a little Thanksgiving B-roll. Old so timey every, Thanksgiving So everybody B-roll. knows what Thanksgiving is. <laughs> right. Yep. That's important to establish up front for the non-American audiences. Uh, totally cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, turkey features yeah. prominently. Um, the first fact we learn is that Hiram runs unopposed for mayor and wins. Yeah. That was in very one second. Just <laughs> like, hey, real quick, <laughs> he's mayor now. And this this deal is, with it. I feel like we talk about this almost every podcast, but this was to be one of the most Riverdale things that's happened in this episode. Just the fact that they were like, okay, Hiram's going to run for mayor. That is a season-long plot. Nope, it happened between episodes. Yes, unbelievable. <laughs> Especially when last season there was like, uh, Hermione running for mayor was such a big thing, uh, and yep. and then now it's just, nope. And they don't, it's not like the episode was about that. No. no. It was just... Unapologies no, mayor, the, boom, done. Let's move the on. Only, the main thing, the main thing of setting it up is, A, I guess getting past an election storyline, but also setting it up so he's a new type of foil for everybody. And in particular, in this episode, he is the foil for FP, FP. Yeah. because he is bossing FP around. He's again. telling him what to do again. You'd think someone in Riverdale would run against the convicted criminal, multiple convictions on Hiram Who just got out of jail. <laughs> Literally, like a he went from jail earlier. to the mayor's Luke office. Perry's dead. Who's going who's gonna to step up and be the oh, yeah. There are other humans. Right. There's got to be other people who live in Riverdale. It's an enormous town. 
Yeah. With no Chinese restaurants. Yeah, exactly. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> what about Pop? He could have run. Yes. Um, so then we get into uh, the Dickinson crime family, Dodgers. Uh, Can we, I, not to keep stopping on these little uh, details. So first of all, when I yeah, saw the we promo. We got a whole episode to get through, man. Well, but first of all, when I saw the promo, I was like, oh, is that uh, Randy Rodson's mom? Because it kind of seems like the same sort of character, just angry mom going into the boxing gym and yelling at Archie. Yeah. But the crazier part is actually their names. Yeah. The fact that it's Dodger, which is taken off the artful Dodger from Oliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his brothers is named Fagan. Wow. Uh, on the nose. Which is on the nose. And their last name is Dickinson. Yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got to hit the refs. Every All the young teen refs, there's a lot of like... Teens? Well, it's a reference, uh, just to be clear, in case you don't know what I'm talking about or referring to, it's that new Apple TV Plus show. Yes, exactly. That's, that's what, what it's a reference to, to. Yeah, which is very good. You know what we're talking about, Pete, right? Nope. Great. Uh, Haven't pirated that yet? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Hitting you hard on the video piracy. <laughs> um, it hurts the industry, man. Uh so um, they're going to become a problem. Now we can split them up and sort of talk about each storyline. Because once again, great, we got past the, the two stories. major points right yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's follow Archie first. Um, he uh, wants to have Thanksgiving at the rec center yeah. uh, because of the ice storm, and no one has a place to go because of the ice. Well, and we also we start off with another very sweet, very poignant Archie scene, like we did in the previous episode, where he goes to visit Fred's grave. He's there with Mary. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about Thanksgiving in their house. Uh, she gets choked up thinking about Fred. Yeah, just I, like, don't you get choked up. I'm going to get choked up. Don't do that. Uh, I loved all of this. Like, I, yeah. I actually really like this Archie storyline across the board because I think it paid off the promise of what happened in the premiere that he yeah. was going to try to do better, try to find a different way, try to be kinder and honor Fred's memory. And it hit that poignancy and that tribute to both Fred Andrews and Luke Perry again in a very good way for the show. And I feel like we talked about that premiere being like such a not normal Riverdale episode tonally and then it's like, oh, well, now we've moved past that and I'll be regular Riverdale. But they've done a great job of combining these two yes. tones, like you're saying, yeah. and bringing the, these heartfelt motivations for Archie who help, it helps so much with him because so often he's like, doing stuff for seemingly no reason at all. Yes. So to give him a true motivation is great. Well, and the other thing that I liked before I forget to talk about with the storyline is it also worked in classic comic book Archie in a very sneaky sort of way. Right. Where he's just doing these very dumb, crazy things that make things literally explode in this case. Yeah. Uh, and being sort of bashful about it, which is something that we don't usually get on the show. He's usually... He is a little bit of a meathead, a very sweet meathead, but he's usually using his fists. Uh, we don't get to see him be bashful. We don't get to see him be fun like he is in the comics, and I think we get that here. And earnest. I think and earnest, earnest, yeah. Um, so I actually think we can talk about Veronica and Archie together. Yes. I think yeah. They're sort of yeah, they are twine. Um, Hiram wants Veronica um, to go with him and threatens Archie, uh, which leads she's to... She's like, oh, did I miss your... Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, that she's so being uh, real spicy. Both yeah, uh, Betty and Veronica in this episode... Killing it in this very episode. Very spicy when it oh, comes to their Oh, so dialogue. great to see them whooping ass. Yeah, Especially Veronica. The... the the main male characters of the show are very like earnest and sort of like, well, I think this. And the Veronica, and Veronica this episode are all just like, oh yeah, forks. zing, zing, yeah, zing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very, uh, very. I funny mean, Veronica they... has that line, uh, you know, hey, join us for, her. <laughs> she, uh, you know, the mayor's like, join us, and she goes, never. Oh, just such a great line. Yeah, yeah. I think that's down to Arabella Anderson wrote this episode, and she's very good with tight dialogue like yeah. that. Oh, it's great. Uh, so, yeah, it was great. And also, it was great to see the same Veronica who set a dude on fire at Halloween come yes. back in that final fight in yeah. the gym. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. And also the way she, like, trashed the... You know, yeah, things. here, we'll get there. Yeah. So um, Archie's like, he's going to deep fry a turkey, which is a yes. very uh, setting up fun the, way yeah, to the, cook a turkey. Mm-hmm. It's a great way. Have you I ever do done it every that? year. I have, yeah. You, do you really? Every year, yeah. We do it for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, we do it at 4th of July. Oh. But with the first year we did it, the turkey was um, frozen. It hadn't fully you thawed. Put a frozen. Are you out of your gourd? <laughs> I, I know. I did it. And it, that's. 
And I archied it. Yeah. By Jesus the way, I should Christ. mention uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, this is the section of the podcast where we talk about <laughs> cooking dips. Yeah. Last episode we talked about clam bakes. This episode we're talking yeah. about deep fried turkeys. I love a clam Let's bake. get into it. Don't deep fry a frozen turkey. Yeah, obviously. Won't. And also be sure to check out our blog River Bakes at <laughs> riverbakes.com. <laughs> Where we uh, cook the finest recipes from Riverdale, including, well, it's mostly candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've made our own jingle jangle. Um, you use peanut oil, right? Uh, we've used a couple different oils to okay. try out different oils. Do you brine it first? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for not giving any information. You just got to inject it. We do like a little Creole. With what? And, oh, it's great. Do you inject heroin. it with like human blood? Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> they want their turkey <laughs> fucked up and then cook it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, we don't we don't brine ours because they're, fr- they're frying, you know. Yeah, well, that's what's nice about the frying; it seals the flavor in. So if you brine it, you inject a little flavor, seals it in. Let me throw this money. by you. I saw this the other day. There was a video being passed around uh, where a dude took a turkey, put an enormous block of uh, I think it was probably Velveeta inside the turkey, rubbed it down with hot Cheetos. And then cooked potatoes next to it. Cooked it for like five hours. And then the cheese was melted inside and they mushed the potatoes in it. And then dipped hot Cheetos turkey in. Would you eat that? No. No. This is, this is internet food you're talking about. Yeah, I mean. Well, I this mean, is real shit over here. Oh, this real side. shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Pete injects his turkey. That's, That's right. real. That's yeah. how the pilgrims did it. <laughs> I'm not trying to do some backward ass pilgrim shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, what? we've evolved. That's what Thanksgiving we've is. is back, Thanksgiving is literally backward-ass <laughs> pilgrim shit. Yeah, that's that, literally what we're doing. We're cooking the, the same food they Yeah, ate. but you don't have to cook it the way they cooked it. We've if you evolved. translate What are you, the fucking term? sous vide your cranberries? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Potatoes from space? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> space potatoes? <laughs> just eat the food normal. <laughs> no, I'm not going to eat it normal. All your food's inject. Why don't you just inject food into your own veins, Pete? <laughs> I would love to be don't able to. don't even need to cook anymore. That's <laughs> the future that would you, you want. you get back to the fucking story here, man? So Archie decides to deep fry a turkey <laughs> without injecting it with a bunch of bullshit because he's <laughs> a real person. No, that is dumb. You should inject it. No, and it works inject out fine it? for Archie. Yeah. Ah, sorry. Uh, so... Then FP shows up and he very casually tries to shut down um, Archie's thing on, yeah. on the new mayor Hiram's orders. It makes and makes FP do it. Well, for I him. like this scene too because FP comes in, he talks to the kids, yeah, and says, "Listen, great. we got to shut this down." The, I talked to the mayor for hours about this. I don't agree with this. And then he told them, he said, "Off the record, do it anyway. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Just do your Thanksgiving here." And I, one of the things that I really liked about this episode. And this is something Riverdale does across the board, but I think they did really well here, is everybody learning from their mistakes that we are seeing repetitive storylines, and I don't mean that in a bad way. We're seeing storylines repeat themselves, but the characters have learned lessons from them. Which is important. Everybody isn't like, oh, Hiram took over the town. What are we going to do? Everybody's like, no, fuck that guy. He's done this several times. We're not taking this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it shows that the show is able to evolve, even though he's still the the villain. Yeah, exactly. Yes, who also evolved. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't agree with that. Yeah. The Pilgrims also didn't evolve. You mean into us? No, like Pokemon. Oh, yeah. You feed the Pilgrims enough candy and they evolve into Pilgrim Chew. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Pilgrim Chew. Shoots mashed potatoes if you feed it cranberries. Pilgrim! Dude, I don't know why you're so stuck on mashed potatoes, man. Like, you know, the, the stuffing's main, main. the real fucking deal, bro. Oh, here. How do you do yours? You just <laughs> take it. It's a pill? You it's put a pill sausage in the fucking... Some sort of futuristic stuff. You put sausage in the fucking, fucking great, sausage in there? Where do you cook it? Do you cook it in, like, a different room, different oven, different place? Yeah. Where? Why? If you put it in the oven, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Microwave? Oh. No. You're you know, it's funny. I was You're listening. Disgusting. I got to tell you, I was listening back to our past couple of podcasts, and we Why always start. Why would you We do always that? start with uh, the Archie storyline, and it always takes <laughs> us like a solid 45 <laughs> minutes, and then we have to rush through everything else. So yeah. l- let's see if we can finish this up. Yeah. Please. Uh, yes. So, but we're also doing Archie and Veronica. They, oh, that's come true. on! Man. They Let's go together. To they go together like peas and carrots. Another great uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Pete's Thanksgiving. Great. <laughs> so, anyways, FP is like, "Hey guys, no, fuck no, this I, guy." I, I, I'll, I'll take it over here. Um, so yeah, FP does that, which sets up his whole storyline later, mm-hmm. where he's like, yeah. "You know what? 
I can be a cop and a gang leader. <laughs> that was great. Which, <laughs> great. That was a great moment. Class. And also, I wish he would have fucking ended fucking Mayor's life. You, you would want him to slit higher. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's a fucking cop. He's a sheriff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, God. I hope I never encounter a sheriff. Yeah, what, sh- what town are you the sheriff of? Because I'm Deadwood. not going. He's the sheriff of Deadwood. Um, so we cut over to Lodge, the Lodge family Thanksgiving because uh, they don't go to the country club. Veronica's at, she walks in. She's like, oh, you guys are having Thanksgiving here? And, and Veronica just throws the whole Thanksgiving. Hell yeah, yeah, like a boss. Like yeah. a fucking boss. She pulls the tablecloth. Yeah. Doesn't manage to do the magician trick, which is what yeah, I think, I think she, she was, she was going trying to do. That. A little I bit was of light she magic. I would be like, still standing. Yeah. Right. Uh, that would have been cool. Yeah. I also would have loved to have the cut afterwards after she left the room of like Hermosa just crunched around the turkey like a monster, being like, I'm from Miami. This is how we eat turkeys down here. Um, is there cocaine in this? Uh, <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. You went too far. No, no, no. There's in Miami. They cook their turkeys with cocaine. That's yeah, oh, up That's... here, northern turkey, the way you do it with the heroin. Down in Miami, it's with the cocaine. Yeah, they brine it in cocaine. Yeah. Pure, uncut cocaine. <laughs> yeah, in LA, That's... they cook it in ecstasy. Oh my god. That's what I say at the bar at like two a.m. I'm like, you guys want to go have a Miami Thanksgiving? And we go out and do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so uh, the one thing I want to talk about here. What's up? With, Hermione is just totally. She's not a character anymore. No, she's no, not. She's a, yeah, she can't do anything. She agreed. No, but to it's be, frustrating. I think it's frustrating for fans of Hermione. Marisol Nichols is great. She is. I want to see her do something. I don't want her to see just or oh, be Hiram's side. Piece. She'll be back. But the only thing that she ever does on this show anymore is she sits silently there for 20 episodes. And in the 21st episode, she's been like, here's the fucking plan I've been doing. And then she's like, well, now to prison with me. Yeah. And I agree. Like, I love this show. This, that, that's the one thing that I'm, it, it does bother me each episode where she literally. Have a little faith, bro. I, I mean, I, I, I hope so. I just yeah. wanted to do more because first season, we talked about this uh, last episode, I think. She was so great uh, in when she was uh, sort of with Fred Anders, having feelings for him. And that but was that's such the a great, great thing. You have this reaction for the character. Uh, but I think you just need to have faith in the show because I think she's going to come back better than ever. Don't challenge my faith in the show. I traveled across the Atlantic Ocean because I wanted to practice my love of Riverdale in a new nation. Mm. Wow. And today we give thanks. It was very impressive over at <laughs> Today we give thanks. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Archie is uh, monitoring the deep fryer. We get some sort of interesting taps on the temperature mm-hmm. thing. Perhaps seems like seems like the pressure is really building on that turkey over yes. the course of the episode. Um, so then the Dickens... That's, sh- the, that's the metaphor meter, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the turkey. Well, this thing's in the red. Uh, so the Dickinson show up. It goes down to the... Yeah. Oh, and we should mention they decided they're going to keep the community center open over Thanksgiving for all the kids who don't have families they can go to. Veronica provides all the food that I think she steals from the country club. She steals from the country club. She didn't use the word steal, but that's what she did. Yes, that's clearly what happens. Uh, And then the Dickinson family shows up and they're like, Oi, we're going to shut you down. They think Archie... um, Brought Dodger to the brink of death. Um, who it's interesting. Dodger, I felt like was sort of a mini boss for the season, and now I think he's being set up as a larger villain. Really, I thought the opposite, based on the fact that it, I don't think we got resolution in any way, but based on the fact that he was taken down, and then there are these other people that actually seem tougher and more effective. His than family, him. yeah, his family. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. No, Continu- that's what I'm saying. This episode made me think, yes, that they are larger. When at last episode, I thought oh, he was a pawn to set up Hiram as Archie's right. villain again. Yeah, I, I thought it was really uh, amazing the way it would kind of like unfolded. Like at first they were just going to hang out and then kind of things got escalated. So they pulled out the gun, set it on the table. And then there was that really sweet moment where the, you know, she's like has Archie and being like at gunpoint was like, you know, let us. Who did this? Who did this? And the kids stick up, and they owe Captain my Captain. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there's a great moment before this where Archie was like, "Don't worry, guys. I keep a drawer of knives. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like just give me to the knife gun. drawer. Yeah, yeah. Well, just okay. a gun. Luckily, the everybody. Drawer. He's like, I got, I got a weapon drawer. I can get to the weapon drawer. And I was like, No, Archie, yeah. no, no. But no, I was no. happy to hear someone else has a weapon drawer. That's nice. yeah, uh, that's, oh, good. that's horrifying crazy. news yeah. uh, for you. Again, let me stay out of the town wherever you are, the yes. sheriff. Uh, but. 
yeah, the storyline, uh, it's interesting to me that you didn't think they were always going to pull out the gun because I feel like they were always going to pull out the gun. Yeah, that gun was coming. That's up. how yeah. crime works. Um, especially uh, and yeah, they, they make it a very tense Thanksgiving dinner, So, which is to say a typical Thanksgiving typical dinner. Typical Thanksgiving exactly. dinner. Exactly. Nothing uh, abnormal here. Right. And just as Archie is about to give it up and admit that he did, in fact, do this to Dodger, even though he didn't, in order to save everybody, so let everybody else go, the turkey reaches its pressure cooking point and explodes. And as it explodes, everything goes wild. And there's a huge fight. Yeah, Veronica bro. stabs one of the dudes with a fork. Yeah, Very like, badass. That was, that was straight up like Anchorman, where it's like, Veronica, you stabbed someone with a trident. Yeah, you know, no. like you, that yes. was really a hilarious. That's like definitely the reference they were making. A fork is just uh, one less than a yeah, trident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's what my dad always said. Yeah, uh, that uh, Aquaman, Ma- Mad Dog, and Archie are going crazy. They're punching the shit out of the Dickinson family, uh, and then Mary gets the gun and points it at them. Mary gets the gun. <laughs> wow, did be again? She points it at them and is like, "Yo, I am within my rights to shoot you right I now." Thought, I thought that was so weird how she like dropped into legalese. I mean, she's well, a lawyer. Yeah, she's a lawyer under pressure. You kind of go with what you know, man. I know she was like, yeah. she was in the that's pressure why cooker. you start shouting about Subway whenever you're under <laughs> yeah. pressure. Oh, yeah. exactly. Now that's the Thanksgiving we all want. Yes, uh, and uh, they immediately run out. They get out of there. Mary makes them lock the door and call the cops in the middle of this ice storm that's going on. Everybody's like, "Whoa, you're totally badass." That's so cool. Where did that come from? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. What happened with this turkey? What kind of an idiot would deep fry a turkey That was a great line. Great line. Delightful. Great reaction from Archie. Archie's like, hey, that's me. Uh, I'm that idiot. um, Yeah, the turkey saved Archie because Archie is also a turkey. Right, but never deep fry took turkey inside. Yeah. Also, don't do it in a pressure cooker. You could just yeah, do it that in was a... Just, that yeah, was, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then we get uh, one last scene with him and Mary where they bond over this. She's like, that was the craziest Thanksgiving I, ever. Yeah, and he's like, she's like, I pointed a gun at somebody. He's like, welcome to Riverdale. That was a hilarious Very line. cute. And, and his then, mom should have said, I grew the fuck up yeah. here, you psychopath. <laughs> I have crimes you don't even know about. That's yeah. season seven, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then she talks about uh, how she believes that only happened because Fred's spirit was looking over them. Because yeah. Fred uh, always said, when I die, I'm going to haunt this pressure cooker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, and I will help cook your yearly feast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, This Is Us had that uh, crockpot incident, you know, oh, that a lot of people... Oh, so yeah. This is like and a skewering it, take yeah, down that, of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but then that reminds Archie, and he decides to put a tribute to Fred Andrews on the wall of the community center, which is very sweet. Yeah. I got choked up. I assume almost everybody else yeah. got choked up. I also up. got choked up when he kind of did the grace thing for... That was Fred. nice. Yeah, that was and they're talking about how in a very cheesy way, all the cheesy things that Fred used to say, and that felt perfectly in line with what Fred actually would have done at Thanksgiving. I got um, choked up when the doctor said, we monitor our patients closely, and they open the door, and Dodger's gone. (laughs) (laughs) That was so I was like, yo, Doc. Come on, Well, I liked FP's reaction, too, when he's like, when FP's like, come on. Come on, man. (laughs) Jesus, you doctors are the worst. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you doctors can't trust him. So let's jump back. Can't trust it. And let's talk about... Let's talk about FP and Alice. Come yeah, on. Okay, good, 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 good. That's, a, that's Come good. Come on. That's good. Um, well, like, no, let's start with Betty and Jughead because they are... Yes, uh, they are fucking full-on couple that is so adorable and so perfect Betty's for each like, other. I'm going to come to your school for Thanksgiving. We're going to have sex one last time and then that our relationship's <laughs> over. Up. Shut on. up. First off, the fact that, you know, he's like, hey, I need you. Uh, you know, and she she's like, ooh, sleuthing? This is so romantic. Uh, I love their relationship. And then I was she shows up and like he's typing and oh and I was just like Well that's the thing about Betty. Stop she typing. has gotta get that D, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Well detective. A detective. Yeah. Detective. detective, yes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I do actually so I love sweet. the way Lily, Lily Reinhardt has been playing these lines because they kind of can go either way, but it's very clear she at this point is like I'm I'm not coming over for that. I'm not yeah. coming over to sleuthing stuff. That sounds great for you, but that's not what we're doing yeah. this weekend. I'm solving much crazier mysteries than you. Yeah. Yes. And that's uh that's just the way it is. Yeah, so they don't go over, but so sweet. 
They've been very cute the past two episodes. And the fact that she's like, oh, I have, I've always wanted to, you know, do this Charlie Brown, you know, like. That yeah. was a great reaction, too. Yeah, so after they can't call up the Chinese restaurants, they decide to have a vending machine Thanksgiving, and she hits him on the knee and is like, oh, yes, this yeah. is perfect. We're doing this. That yeah. was cool. That was a great moment. So Betty and Jughead. They're perfect for each other. Before that, we'll see. Betty and Jughead are having sex um, in the bed there. And simultaneously, FP and Alice. Uh, his dad and her mom are also having sex. <laughs> yeah, They're also having no problem. <laughs> Isn't it weird though that two people and both of the, and their parents are also having sex at the same time? I'm That's sorry. That's like they're like Eskimo twins. Sometimes when mommies and daddies love each other very much, they don't give us the talk. Don't give us the talk. Fuck. They're in two separate locations. It's so fine. let's just say yes. Your dad and your wife's mom. You're having sex with your wife, and they're also having sex, and you're like, "That's cool." Well, not in the same room. No, yeah. but uh, spiritually. So, I, why would I know that? I'm not yeah. on a TV program. You just know. <laughs> oh, you can shit. sense it. In your soul? Yeah. It hurts shit. a little bit. Uh, I did not. I no, understand a lot of people have problems with this. Oh, I, really? I'm just no, kidding. No, they really actually do. Oh. Uh, I don't have a problem with it at all. I, I just I think, think it's funny. I think it's both relationships are very sweet, especially in this episode. And they're also, I, they're happening at the same time. They both have this like young love vibe mm-hmm. to them, and I, that's especially awesome in F Palace. Yeah, yes. F Palace. I mean, uh, she's kicking off her heels. Uh, great. He catches it. It's I feel so like great. we're definitely on some of that turkey heroin that Pete is ejecting this episode. But uh, so we're talking about everything simultaneously. But I do want to let's just jump over to FP and Alice over a little yeah. bit because I think we can. Other than the cuteness jammed through that storyline because it's relatively simple. The thing that I think is great about it is like Machen Amick and Skeet Ulrich have such great chemistry together. Yeah. This is something that fans have wanted to see for seasons now. Yeah. And I think they paid it is off. It fans perfectly. or you? No, fans. So many fans also be. Yeah. Uh, but they paid it off perfectly in this episode. Yeah. The way they are together, you finally get to see them kiss, and it's very cute, and they're very excited about it. Alice's reaction immediately afterwards, she's like, can we do Thanksgiving at Pops instead? Yeah. Again, very cute. Very cute. And also in line with the way that Lily Reinhardt is playing yes. Betty in this episode, which I thought just the, the sort of rhyming of their storylines I thought was awesome. Yes. And the way that they are, not to get too deep into it, and I know you guys are going to rag me for this, but like just the way they are physically with each other. like they're Se- little, Having sex. No, 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 no. Like the kicking off the shoes is cute, but the thing that really got me is when they're in the booth at Pops and they're just chatting with Hiram and her, uh, Hermione, Skeet is just sitting there and he's kind of like just idly rubbing her shoulder with his thumb. Wow. And it's a very coupley sweet thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Alex is rewinding the tape and watching it back yeah, slow. Yeah. It's not yeah. sexy. It's cute. Like, it's sweet. It's nice to see them together. Of all the burger joints. That was a fun line. But yeah. when you, yeah, when you finally get to see this couple and how they work together as a couple, which we've never seen before, they're always in crisis situations. And this for Riverdale relatively speaking, is a pretty calm situation. Yeah. The fact that they're, like, talking about things and working through things together based on their shared histories was very nice. Very cool. cool. So, yeah. So let's talk about Pops. They're sitting there. Then when they, does Pops fucking close? Give this dude a break. <laughs> uh, yeah, Where's Pops' part. family? He, yeah. Nothing. He's got to have Thanksgiving with these two people who hate each other. Yeah. These four people. Pop yeah. is like, oh, I'm just going to turn off the burger oven. I'm going to just sleep on yeah. there when it uh, calms down a little bit. And you can hear him in the background saying, what is human contact? <laughs> Which, where's Pops' friends? Who's the honest to my FP? So yeah. I was a little concerned. Where's so- my ma? <laughs> so we have the sit down here of, uh, you know, the lodges and F Palace. And when the mayor's like, hey, let's go downstairs. I'm like, I'm like worried because I think he has an evil plan for Veronica's speaking. No, what, what I liked, again, about this storyline is I think they played out very nicely what happens with the adults on Thanksgiving, where they start very cordially at this dinner. They're talking about the people who aren't there. They're talking about Fred and what he meant and how they want to be better. And then Hiram says, hey, let's go downstairs and get a drink. And that's where the argument starts. And that's the same thing that happens at people's Thanksgiving dinners, where people Once drink. the booze Yeah, the booze starts flowing, juice. and all of the old hurts come out. And that's exactly what happens here, where where Hiram pushes FPA too much. They go back and forth. FP flips out, breaks a bottle, puts it to his throat, and Hiram is like, do it. 
Oh, I wish he would have. I wish he would have. <laughs> no. Oh, that would have been so it great. He doesn't. Of course he doesn't. But then they go back and they have another conversation on the couch where, and I know you seem to take exception to this, Justin, but I thought this made so much sense for Alice and FP to yeah. be like, yeah, be the leader of the serpents and the sheriff of town. That makes yeah. sense. Of course it makes sense, but it's like, how has he not? What is he? He what just is hasn't he? like. Is he not taking calls from the serpents? Because he's been th- acting also, like who's himself. Running that gang. That uh, gang's loose. No leadership. Yeah. Yeah. No leadership. Sweepy is so cold right now. He's probably frozen solid somewhere. It's weird that we haven't seen him. Yeah, I guess we get to see him maybe next episode. FP. Maybe I don't know. We'll see what happens. So is he going to direct the serpents to commit crimes and then stop them as the sheriff? <laughs> I don't know. That's classic superhero behavior. <laughs> yeah. He, the way that I, I look at it is it's more a metaphorical being a serpent thing that he can be like, he's been holding himself in. He's trying to be the good guy. He's trying to be upright. But he could allow himself to be a little bad sometimes. And that's what <laughs> Alice does to what? <laughs> the way he said that was yeah, yeah, like every, yeah. every good boy has a bad side. Getting home and like closing <laughs> your bedroom door, being like, now I get to be a little bad. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah. yeah. What do you do when you're a little bad? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you like sneak I mean, candies? Do you I like, don't know. Like, unalphabetize like, your comics? You cook in your turkey in a weird yeah. way? Uh, maybe give it a little bit of a pressure cook. Oh, yeah. Brine it with some candy. Uh, I look forward to more F Palace and it's now great. with this new. And does that mean that now uh, we're going to get uh, a full? Are they going to be together, like running the serpents? How does that work? I'm not Ooh. sure because Alice was in the serpents back in the yeah. day. Right? That's what I'm saying. So potentially, yeah. I don't know. He's definitely he's wearing his like sneaky serpent jacket by the end. He's wearing the leather jacket, but he doesn't have any of the serpent stuff on it. Do you think he's just going to wear the serpent jacket under his cop uniform and well, have it <laughs> just very bulky? Here's the crazy thing. This is uh, they didn't they haven't revealed it on the show and I don't think they're going to. Uh, but he actually in real life has his serpent badge inside of his sheriff's coat. And that was Skeet Orich's acting way of being like. I'm always a serpent on the inside. Oh, that's cool. So he reminds himself of that from an acting perspective. So I think this is a more outward manifestation of that. Love that. Which is neat. Uh, let's jump over and talk about uh, Betty and um, that other guy. Uh, Jughead. Du- Jughead, that's and his they're name. they're staying Jorkord. at the school, <laughs> and they get kind of snowed in. Uh, first off, DuPont is like a wild asshole to Jughead at the top of the episode. Yeah. And also Jughead kind of being like, he's being reckless these and past two episodes. He's, really he's being a little bratty. Yes. Yeah. Like, the way that you solve crimes it's is not, not... like, telling your plan and being like, I, you are my main suspect. Yeah. Uh, you know, like... Crimes! Yeah. Just yeah. walking in. Crimes! You're pointing yeah. and shouting. Yeah. I found it exciting that the Baxter Brothers is worth $200 million uh, in the Riverdale universe. Yes. How much do you think the Hardy Boys is worth? More than that. Wow. Definitely more than that. Also, I think uh, Veronica has that much lying around her apartment in eggs. True. Yep. Uh, yes, that's true. Um, so they, the mystery that, uh, Betty and Jughead are tracking down are this, these quill and crossbones, uh, pins, Ooh. which Qu- we, quill and pen, uh, quill and pen. Yeah. It's quill and pen. Is it? Hang on, Wait, I, no. I'll check my notes. I wrote it down. What? Skull and, skull and pen. Skull and pen. Skull and quill? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> quill and, uh, stole secret society. Wow. No, none, of us, none of us, none of us know. quill and, and I, skull, quill skull, and s- maybe skull. Probably not stole. Yeah, because I couldn't hear <laughs> like it well. A, like a nice big stole? Yeah, it's probably Quill and Skull. Yes, I'm going to say Quill and Skull. Because yeah, when that. you saw the pin, there was a little skull on it. Quill yeah, and Crossbones. Quill. quill and Crossbones would make more sense. Right, Skull quill. and Crossbones is the actual secret society at Yale, but this is Quill, quill and Skull. <laughs> it really should be Quill and Crossbones. Yeah, do you think uh, Corey Stoll is in the Quill and Skull? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, a bad, he's a bad dude. Um, yeah. So... They find the, the this pin in a bunch of different uh, photographs from the past, and um, they want to go track it down. As they're having their vending machine Thanksgiving, uh, Brett and Donna <laughs> show up with rabbit masks oh and God. shit. And, and axes. And, and of Betty, course, Betty, like a boss, knocks him over the head with a golf club. Fantastic. Well, again, I feel like throughout this storyline, even though Jughead is being very reckless with his accusations across the board, where he's like, I have no patience for any of this investigating stuff. I'm just going to call you out. What Betty in particular is doing is learning from her mistakes. That, like, she sees them go by in the buddy mask, and she's like, I'm not going to waste time figuring this out or sneak you around. I'm just going to fucking cock this guy in the head and then figure it out later. Uh, What she does, she sews up the back of his head, which was awesome, hilarious. Betty was a badass in this episode. 
episode. Yeah. Um, and then Brett drops a suicide note by accident, talking about right. reckless. Yeah. That, that was very odd. Well, it's in his coat, right? Yeah. And they took off his coat. It drops out of his coat. So it isn't him. It just kind of drops it's past, out. Yeah, it yeah. drops out. Um, but it's still oddly reckless. Yeah, They're what Donna jo- and, and uh, uh, Brett are doing this episode is... Very hard to parse for me yeah. because the way that Sean Deppner and uh, Sarah Desjardins, who play the two roles, are playing it is I they really feel like they're playing it on the level. Like right. they were, it feels like they were directed to play it like, no, what we are telling you is the truth. Yes, maybe we're in a secret society or something, but it's not a big deal. Like they're not playing it with a level of malevolence or malice or yes. anything like that. And I think that is a good job of keeping whatever mystery is unfolding here. Right. We don't know. It's just to talk. I think we can talk about this pretty quickly. Um, they're playing Never Have I Ever. They need more booze. It's sort of a fun scene. Not to immediately after you said it quickly. I never, like there is some block in my brain with Never Have I Ever. What? Like, I just cannot understand that game. Are you serious? Every single time it needs to be re-explained to me. Oh, what so the like, fuck is so your how problem? About this? Never have I ever understood. Never have I ever. Wait, do I drink then or do I not drink? You drink if you've done it. Yeah. Okay. How do you not know I this? don't know. This is what I'm saying. There's a block in my brain about this game. Like, I've done plenty of drinking games, and I've even played this several times, but I never get it. Oh and they God. started playing it, and I could feel, like, my eyes rolling back what? in my head while they're playing it. He, does, he doesn't understand beer pong either. He just... Uh, what? He, what do you do? Where do you throw the pog balls? You throw oh, them away in the garbage. They're called pog balls, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. You should take him to a party. Dude. He's a blast. He's so fun. So I drink this thing with my mouth? Oh, yeah. my God. He just ends up pouring the beer down his oh pants and God. leaving early. <laughs> <laughs> he goes right home, gets on the bus. That's hilarious. Off I go. I'm the king <laughs> of the party one more time. Yeah. yeah. So they're playing Never Have I Ever. They call us just bus soakers. Don't break, <laughs> don't break it up again. Just say they're playing a game. They're playing a game that everyone understands. What's the game called? <laughs> uh, Stop. It's called... Please move past this. We don't have time. I think it's called Sometimes I Used to Do This Thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Or maybe hey, I did. It's called. Hey, have you ever done this? <laughs> maybe you don't like the yeah the syntax. Yeah, it's the, the syntax that bothers me. Oh yeah. my god! I, I just can't. I can't push through it. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> so they need, Betty needs to go get more booze, and yeah. what she's actually doing is doing a little poking around. She finds a pin. This pin yeah. um, that we all know the name of the secret society, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, so I don't need to say it again. Um, it has RC in the back, which Corey we've... stole and smoke a ball. <laughs> <laughs> wow, stolen bowl. Yeah. Um, it has RC in the back, which are the initials of uh, RC Cola. Of RC Cola, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. that. Yeah. And also, Rupert uh, Chipping, who is the teacher who committed Jump. suicide, uh, jumped out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Donna reveals, or she says to Betty yeah, after to they're pushed, uh, that she had an affair with Mister Chipping. He was getting abusive about it. And when she threatened to expose him, that's when he ended up committing suicide yeah. rather than bringing shame to his family. Betty and Jughead, of course, are very suspicious about this, uh, but they do see that Donna ends up telling the headmaster about it. We see the headmaster for the first time. Who's like a ghost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's with a beard. Well, for a moment, I thought he was maybe Jughead's grandfather because he kind of looks like the actor who down the road is going to yeah. be playing Jughead's grandfather. Uh, it's not. I think it's a different actor. So it's just like... Yeah, that dude looks like he's not going to say lines. No. Yeah. He's just going to sort of wander through and look menacing in the background. He looks like uh, something on a bill, a dollar bill this from another country. <laughs> we need to move forward. No, this is... It's fine. We have plenty of time. Um, so the, the end of this is interesting because... Uh, she tells the headmaster, which sort of confirms that what she's telling is true because she's getting herself into trouble right. for it. Right, but that's Brett, not true. Well, we don't know, but Brett's like, I guess we can close the investigation. Which lets us know it's not true. It's confusing. Oh, my God. Uh, well, Why the are you thing falling is, for this? I, I it is would say, a well, I mean, They're we don't trying know. to move on so no one investigates why he killed I, I think that very well could be, but I thought it was played in such an interesting way where we don't suspect them, we do suspect them, we don't... Say, like, it was smartly you played. not... It was clearly a move, and then I was so upset when they X'd him out on the board. Because he's dead. That's right, he's dead. So he stopped being a suspect the moment his brains exploded all over the sidewalk. And so we see that Betty has a murder board with lots of pictures on it, and I think this is maybe makes us think that there's a larger... Is she trying to tie together all the conspiracies here? This was more confusing to me. That I thought the whole thing was, yeah. Right, because it seemed like Betty is doing something separate from Jughead. 
Yes. Was the implication. She, she feels like she's trying to tie together everything that's happening on the season of Riverdale when so far Charles and the school seem wildly separate. And the tapes, and we don't know necessarily. Yeah, but that she's just trying to put it all on the board to make sense of all this madness. Right. Um, FBI Betty making things, you know, trying to put it on a board. Yeah, it's it, like the McDonald's dollar menu. What the fuck is going on yeah, there? Exactly. It's, it's all over the street. place. Yeah, you walk in one time is and it's like, wait, are all drinks lunch? are all drinks a dollar or not? What the fuck? Yeah, I'm gonna just give you a dollar and I could grab some burgers and run out of here. Yeah, wow, it really touched on a <laughs> sensitive subject for the boys here. Um, I also thought it was interesting um, in the scene before that. Uh, Jughead and Betty are talking about everything going on. They have sex again, and there's a camera in the corner. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I feel like we're maybe supposed to think that's Brett and Donna. Yeah, but to they me, that. it made me think it's Charles. Ooh. Or whoever's making the tapes. For to their- me, it felt like, wouldn't Betty and Jughead notice a blinking light in a catcher's bit? Oh, you thought they were taping themselves. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, but you maybe. did. The bucket, maybe, maybe the bucket, so, release the bucket. You guys don't yeah. like to. Maybe it's so FPL to watch because they're both doing it at the same time, right, <laughs> yeah, Justin? Oh oh. I mean, that's just what happened. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so a lot of open-ended questions there, and and in an episode that felt like everything sort of sewed up otherwise in an easier way, this uh, very much left open, and in a good way, I think. Yeah, I agree. But I, I really like the storyline a lot, and I know too. I've said this before, but. I really like, other than the fact that he's like, ah, Jacuz constantly at everybody, I like what they're doing with Jughead. I like the Stonewall prep storyline. I like what they're doing with Betty. I think it's great across the board. And they're letting them be a couple at the same time, which is yes. awesome. Yeah. Which, I mean, is fine for now, but we'll change it. Right. Let's talk real about... Quick, real quick, though, yes. before we move on. Come um, on. Never have I ever enjoyed this storyline. Oh. Are you drinking or not drinking? I don't know. <laughs> not <laughs> drinking. You're not drinking. No. I'm not, wait, do I drink if I enjoyed it? You drink what? Oh my god! I really now don't. you don't know how the game works. <laughs> you drink because you do enjoy the story. Oh, I line. do enjoy the story. Line. Okay, Pete doesn't know either. Yes. But we're going to play this game. Mention, my weird memory with this is viral, and it's going to eventually wipe out all of your memories. Yeah. Let's talk about your favorite storyline. This will be easy to go through because it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cheryl and Tony. Well, it's uh, just it's like the Adams family. Uh, yeah, exactly. I guess we could just sum it up by saying that, which is a reference everybody knows. Um, so there Cheryl, was just a movie in theaters. It was a huge hit. Uh, Let's <laughs> fucking get into it. T- chill, dude. Tony um, killed a dude last episode, um, right. which we Uncle last, Bedford. Uncle Bedford. We doubted this. I did not. Doubt I this. doubted it. He was I dead. Did not doubt it. They start the episode like that dude's dead, and we're just chilling. Yep. Yes. Uh, this, they're like, let's dump the body in Sweetwater, which I, right. Cheryl which is, is where they found Jason. Right. right. And also Cheryl almost died until Archie saved right, her. Right, but they're going to put him under. <laughs> this is, I don't remember the exact line, but it made me laugh out loud. Cheryl uh, says, well, we'll just put him under the ice and the Sabbaths will eat out his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> It's insane. And and now Tony is like, okay. Yeah. The Blossoms, this is not the first body the Blossoms have Classic. covered up. It doesn't mean it's good that she's killing people. Classic improv technique. Tony's doing a little yes ad here. She's I, like, yes. yes, the salmon will eat out his eyes, and also the water will uh, wash away in his body and erode it. I will also agree with you that this whole storyline played like an improv scene, and then it went insane and then kept getting crazy. Yep. Uh, Classic heightening. They're on a totally different show. Um, they invite Cricket over for Blossom Thanksgiving. Um, Cheryl has a well, plan, which is great. Well, We're finally getting Cheryl back to her ways. This is, okay, this is, if you accept that you are watching this plot line, like if you're immediately, there's a wall here. Don't I'm fucking not gonna, gaslight me with I'm this I'm not shit. trying to gaslight you. I'm trying to explain how I was coming at it, that at the point that they're like, this is fine, we're both fine with this, Cheryl is not like being is being proactive about it, and Tony is going along with it. Tony is now the one who is having a problem. Is like somebody's watching me. Cheryl's like, I'm gonna help you out by coming up with this plan. Yep. It's this insane, insane heightened world. It does not in any way deal with any of the mental stuff that is really going on with Cheryl at all. No. Right? At all. And yeah. that's but Tony why is, is facilitating Cheryl's descent into madness. But what was great was they had a sweet moment on the couch where you think, like, oh, maybe Cheryl's going to be like, hey, listen, thanks for dealing with all my craziness. Thanks for dealing with the fact that there's a dead person living with us now and we, we make out in front of a doll. But we got the, the thing that we didn't see coming where Cheryl was like, hey, I love you. I know. And that was very sweet. If you yes. help somebody get rid of a body... 
you know, the well, least wait, you so, do so they realize somebody's watching them. It turns out it's Aunt Cricket is watching them. Cheryl comes up with a plan based on the first Blossom Thanksgiving that Nana Rose told her crazy story. story in one of her more lucid moments. So they invite Aunt Cricket and uh, Cousin Fester mm-hmm. over for Thanksgiving. Uh, they, Which, Julian's already there. He, yeah. He's ready to go. He's, he's got he's a spot like, on the table and a pie. Yes. Yeah, they served a pie to the doll. Julian at this point is like, I have been eating nuts for hours while I've been waiting for you to finish the turkey. So come on, let's get this going. At on. this point, now that Tony's with Cheryl, I like Julian to step up and t- tell them that they're being crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want the doll. The doll's the voice of reason. So yeah. they sit down and they're serving meat pies and you know exactly what's going on at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that they went for this because we've been talking about for a while that they should do Sweetie Todd as a musical on yep. the show and then they went for the meat pies thing it's also a little bit of South Park the Cartman episode where he serves uh, the dude's parents to him in Chile yep. uh, same sort of concept yep. uh, I sh- prefer the, uh, the play excuse me I Cheryl Blossom is the Eric Cartman of Riverdale I wow. think we can all agree on no that way. I mean that's sort of true that yeah. is nowhere near uh, true so Cheryl has now to tell the story and now to tell the story of the first Blossom Thanksgiving where they were making their way through the ice it was an ice storm very similar to tonight yeah. uh, where they were traveling through, they got trapped and they turned on each other and began to eat each other. Cheryl says, ooh, that would be really bad for your maple syrup business if it came out that we were cannibals hundreds of years ago. I don't think that tracks business-wise. The plan doesn't make sense. Right. But then she pushes it a little bit more and is like, you know, actually, uh, you're eating Uncle Bedford. Yeah. <laughs> because and then one Cousin Fester the... pulls out his ring from yeah. there. Uh, she tricks them into thinking that they've eaten Uncle Bedford. Is like, well, you are now cannibals and you'd be arrested for that. They don't seem to recognize that they'd be arrested for killing and <laughs> cooking <laughs> yeah. the Uncle dude. Bedford. Yeah. But and I'll they give a piece of evidence by being like, go ahead, take that ring that's in your mouth, the ring of the dead man. Right. You can go and use his evidence. I'll tell you what, that's so Blossom. Yeah. Yep. So, say, blossom. That's that's so Blossom. blossom. That's so Blossom. That's so Blossom. That's your catchphrase from now on. Yeah. Yes. And I now so. every I'm, episode, that's so Blossom. I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. Uh, and they you get should make them. that a t-shirt. Hashtag, yes. that's so Blossom. They did it. Tony and Cheryl are happy. They got rid of Ed Cricket and Cousin Fester for good. It turns out it was just lamb meat pies. Oh. They didn't cook Elga Bedford. Don't worry. He's going to freeze under the ice and have his eyes eaten up by salmon. That's what's so crazy. They're like, <laughs> we wouldn't. Cook this body. We just dumped him on. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody knows that salmon eat eyes, right? I mean, that's yeah. common knowledge. Okay. They, they mostly eat eyes, yeah. and that's why bears eat salmon because they love eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh was all about eating eyeballs, right? Yeah, but human they, they changed that because they <laughs> exactly. were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a first condition yeah, yeah. though. Where he goes into Rabbit's house and he's like, I'm going to eat from your jar of eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great well, That was a great up. Winnie Pooh. No, that was not. That was a horrifying, <laughs> weird ghost Winnie the Pooh. I loved it. Well, yeah. and he gets stuck in the doorway and that gopher comes out and he's like, I got this lunchbox full of eyes. Fucking man of a thousand Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh, Pooh voices. Yeah. Oh my I can God. do all the Do Do we are. Oh, Babu. Oh, nice. Nah, yeah. Come to my one-person show. Yeah, okay. it's really good. See you on SNL next season. Thank you. Um, what do, we end at the I love you moment, which is very sweet. With Thank you. Julian, why are you taking credit for it? No, I'm just glad that you finally acknowledge it. I acknowledge it from yeah, the jump. So it's very sweet. Sweet. They're cuddling on the couch. They're talking about the relationship, how the uh, Uncle Bedford's slowly. eyes are going to be eaten out by a Sabbath. Uh, they kiss for the first time in a very long time uh, in front of the fire. Yeah, the camera pans up and Julian is watching them. How are they going to play out this well, It was story. weird that the doll's hand was down his pants. You know, like you didn't need that part. You what? didn't need that part. Come on, buddy. Um, what are they? What's this storyline? Where? How, how, how far are we? Said? How, how far are we going with Julian, the doll who watches? Doll. Uh, I think who watches the doll? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to end this. But I, I, I don't know how they end this other than walking away from it. it right. In yeah. practice, though, like in the Blossom household, is Tony being like, "Well, I'll set the doll up here, and it'll watch us while we make out." Because the doll right. is not just moving around magically. There's, yeah, it is. They've established that. No, no. I the you doll this, goes to different places. You brought this up a couple of times. I, based on what happened this episode, I think it's Penelope. Right? Uh, Because they talk about, like, there's something weird going on here. There's weird noises. There's weird stuff happening in this house. Uh, Somebody is moving the doll. Somebody is... Oh, we forgot to mention they wheel in Jason for dinner, which freaks out Cousin Fester. Rightfully Uh, so. Yes. Honestly, Fester makes a lot of sense in this episode. Yeah, Fester is the true hero of Riverdale. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The... 
And he, that's the chicky story. Right. I think there's somebody who is manipulating them. And, like, I bet there's going to be a camera in Julian's eyes <laughs> that Penelope is Sure. Watching. There might also be, listen, maybe they'll have an explanation for Cheryl, what everything that's going on with Cheryl. Like, Penelope is dosing her with something. I Ooh. think that could be true. I think, what if Penelope, Nana Rose has, is some, in a basement or something, and Penelope is in wearing a Nana Rose <laughs> face or something? <laughs> wow. That would be amazing. I bet you that that's would be amazing. So as that would be that's amazing. a legitimate theory. And and we're, in the, we're in crazy town. In the, <laughs> yeah. with this, uh, this. So just, just to be clear, it's, it's possible that in Thistle House, there's Jason's bloated dead body that uh-huh. Cheryl talks to. 100%. Julian, the haunted doll of her brother who she ate in the room. We know that's And there. Penelope Blossom is wearing the skin of her mother. I think that could be true. And, uh, or Penelope is there. She's in the walls. She has a camera in the eyeball. Or she's in the body of her mom. I got to tell you what, that is so blossom. That's so blossom. That's, That's so, so blossom. blossom. Uh, Before we wrap this up, who won the episode? Who was the MVP of the episode? Justin, let's go to you first. You want to go with me? Yeah. Um, because I, I like to be surprised. That's nice. Um, I'm going to go with Alice. Uh, I thought Alice yeah. Cooper was great in this episode. She, uh, it was a, a the rare moment where um, she really got to just sparkle uh, in this show. She has to do so much heavy lifting in so many of these stories, and she got to just be a normal person. Loved seeing it. Betty. Any extrapolation That's, there, Pete? Say no more. Yeah, yeah. We'll but, just we'll just drop the audio in from every other episode where yeah. you go, hey, yeah. Betty, she's the best all oh, day we should day. mention, actually, I think this is important. Justin and I actually uh, killed Pete a couple of episodes <laughs> back, yeah. dumped his body in the river and sabotated out his eyes, and yeah. we've just been running his old audio of him saying Betty all day, her day. Yeah, just go ahead and find something he said that was different than something he said <laughs> in another episode. <laughs> is Jughead would be nothing without Betty. Betty is uh, like straight up saved his life in this episode. Is a complete boss. She is very smart and handling business. And it was just great to see her uh, doing so in this episode. All day, er day. Yeah, and I'm gonna say chick because you know he wasn't here. Fuck but you, man. His presence you was really at least say felt, Veronica, man. No, it was, it was Phallus. Phallus was my uh, yeah. like group hero and of the Phallus. episode. It, Made my heart go bump bump. Uh, I loved it. If you'd like to support the show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about Riverdale. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friends on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing shit, a lot, you know, live shows that we do. Amazing shit we do. Yeah. Check out our shit. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and at Riverdale Dark. You can check us out on Instagram at Riverdale After or on Facebook at Riverdale, Riverdale After Dark. Uh, also, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. And we'll see you after dark. Next time you're at a restaurant ordering salmon. Think about all the eyeballs in there. That's so blossom. (laughs) 